All right. Uh, don't read ahead, people. We're starting, don't read we're ahead. Starting, we're starting a big category, deliberations. And to there's a couple other big categories we've yet to do, which are uh, the actor, the f- male and female actors that are de- going to be derived from from the short, I guess, the top ten list of this. And, and maybe, yeah. I mean, there's also, like, exceptions, but, you know, mo- mostly it comes mm-hmm. from the top ten. Um, so we're, we're going to try to figure out the, the best dramas and comedies now. I've got a suggested change to this list. Oh? Yeah. Okay. Can we take number nine and put it at number one? <laughs> You're giving it away. <laughs> You're giving it away. We gave it away six months ago, you man. Give it away. I mean, yeah. and then we'll just see if anything can beat it. If we can come up with any fucking reason, okay, why uh, this would not just win off the bat, and we can discard everything else. Let me do a couple other things. If you're going to be play like that, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Boom. Uh, maybe <laughs> like that. And that's the drama category, See everyone. See you next Thanks. year. Bye. Uh, well, we still have other categories to do. There's still some excitement left. Yeah. And also, like, top five is always, like, I, to me, top five and top ten, when I'm looking at my... It's an the, honor just to be nominated. Yeah. When I'm looking at the guys I respect, when I look at the the ringer, when I'm looking at Sepp and Wall, and I'm, uh, I, I, I like seeing their top ten, even top 20, because... I'm looking for things I might have missed or, like, things that I was like, ah, it's not that yeah. interesting, but, oh, shit, he puts it number three. I guess I got to watch it kind of. And I and and uh, also some of the shit doesn't get its due. Leftovers especially did not get its due. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I can do anything, I would encourage people to watch the le- – at least try the first three episodes of The Leftovers. Mm-hmm. And and see if it if it's if it if it hits your I've never seen anything like this before button, and then also the other thing I'd encourage is if you checked out on Mr. Robot because of uneven quality or whatever, try because Mr. Robot was both entertaining, visionary, daring, technically sophisticated, well acted, and well written this year. Mm-hmm. Um, my only question is, should Mr. Robot go higher than Stranger Things too? That's a fair question, but I think it's a better show. But I had more affection for Stranger Things. I think so. Uh, th- this is the big question that I always have coming into these categories. Like, and and I we are quickly oh, becoming fuck. like Giant Bomb uh-huh. light, um, yeah. where we just basically copy everything the Giant Bomb does. Fuck uh, that. Uh, but but they every year they'll have everybody write down, make their own like individual top ten list, right? I'd like to start doing that. Yeah. And Stranger Things too would be right up there. Um, if not number one, definitely number two on my personal mm-hmm. top ten. Uh, just for your because information, of I'm how... ripping off. I'm ripping off Bill Simmons draft uh, 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 draft format. Okay, so we're a synthesis <laughs> of everything that we've yeah. ingested. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Which uh, this is all, obviously this is a standard way to make lists too, right? In a in a in a multi person. So it's like you know, no one's inventing the wheel here. But yeah, I mean that's that's the big question. Like, how do we? How do you weigh, like, this personally satisfied me in such a strong way as opposed to I think this show was technically excellent? Because Mr. Robot is doing more interesting things both cinematically and from a storytelling perspective than Stranger Things will ever do. But Stranger Things just does what it does perfectly. Yes. With with some minor exception. And maybe the maybe the crack in the armor here is episode seven of Stranger Things. Which, For me, anyway, but you didn't have much of a problem with it. I've 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 actually thought about it a lot, uh-huh. and 
initially I kind of agreed with your assessment that why didn't they just spool that through? But then when I saw how the story broke in the last, uh, the, the final act, I'm like, I don't know that it was possible. That's fine, but I would like to seen to see someone attempt it. I, I what I want is but I want a fu- really skilled fan editor to come along right. and try and do it, I, and then see how it works. Yeah, I just don't. I feel like you've got a climax and a half of an in, in, at the midpoint of an episode if you do it any other way. Maybe so. And does that matter in the binge stream? And format? I also <laughs> I I only thought about that because like I agreed with you that I might have been stronger, but I have no problem with a standalone episode where Seven gets away from everyone and has agency for the first time in her life. And I don't I have a problem with a, that. That was an important part of the story. But I, I feel like it killed a lot of the momentum that Stranger Things had going into those final two episodes. But that's that's where we disagree because I yeah. didn't feel like it lost momentum at all. So, right. you know, you that's the thing. Like, So if it's like a four and a half star, it's still a five star for me. Um, are but, we, but that's and, and Mr. what I'm Robot saying is that's where either. Mr. Robot has an opening. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I mean, Mr. Robot wasn't perfect, but it, it was so much more ambitious. Yeah, I think than Stranger Things season two. Well, I mean, I was prepared to shit all over yeah. the standalone uh, Tyrell Wellick episode, and Yo, I couldn't. There's no one more primed on this planet to shit on that episode than you. Oh, I, I'd, I'd eaten a whole <laughs> fucking three pound wedge of cheese. Well, that you got locked up. But then, you got blocked and, up. That's and the then, problem. And then, then I chugged, and then I chugged X Lax. Oh, because yeah. I wanted to shit. You just wanted it to come all, out as a block. All, just, just I wanted to be just, just, just a slacking. Uh-huh. Schlacking to spackle over all the Tyrell Wellick, and I couldn't. I couldn't. I think I had yeah. a problem. It is the weakest episode, in my opinion. But hmm. I, I had to. I mean, I, I might get behind that. getting rid of the other Wellick. Thank fucking God, because I was so yeah. over the goddamn Wellicks yeah. and government issued face man and that all that 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 low stakes mm-hmm. sleazing she was doing on his behalf for some reason, but. No, I mean, and, and the, the thing that's super impressive about Mr. Robot is it recovered from a stumble. It's like watching Olympic. Uh, it's uh, watching Carrie Strug. It's, it's like it's like yeah. watching, or yeah, yeah, that's a good Breaker or ankles. or like watch somebody trip over the third hurdle and then go ahead and win the the hundred meter hurdle race or right. whatever. Right. I, I I've never I I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. Because um, mm-hmm. we were. We began see. I mean, to be honest, we were beginning season three looking for excuses to no longer cover the show. Absolutely, because we really it it depressed us covering season two of Mister Robot. Yeah, and if it was going to be more of that, I was not interested, especially because it's kind of a smaller show for us. But importantly, like it just did not do anything for me in season two. Um, Same. it, It did the opposite of that, and. Now coming out of season three, I'm more excited for Mister Robot to come back than most of the shows on this list. Well, the leftovers a lot of them are not coming back, right? Like, right. Which but, so, but I mean, you eliminate leftovers, and I'm pretty fucking excited, Mister Robot. So the other thing you'll you'll notice is some bolds on this list. These are things I have not seen that I think Jim should at least see an episode or two to oh, like, that you have seen, way but on. I haven't. I don't, I don't think there's any on the other way around that you thought that. Well, I, I so I because, need to add something to this list, which I've been watching lately and i think it came out last year i'm gonna year. go ahead and throw a couple other things towards the top and okay we need to add godless to this list because i'm five episodes into that now okay and i want to really really because i, I want to watch godless too i can i can get a couple episodes into that before we do the award ceremony okay or before we do the final i guess because there will i thought this was the final 
arrangement. No, because I don't think that's fair. Because I, I think, like, especially the top ten is going to be now have at least three things that not other versus. And how are we going to to do that? Um, right. Yeah, because Godless is probably if it can stick the landing, going to make my oh, top shit. ten personally. Keep rescuing shit from obscurity. Oh yeah, I mean Game of Thrones needs to be at least talked about up there. Oh, um, of course, the Deuce so. needs to be up there. Yeah, shit, shit. A lot of stuff's going to get there pushed was, out of the top ten as this well. Much better year than last year. Mu- no, well, mm. I would have Hold to look on. at last year's list. Let's do that. Yeah, and your your social security number and credit cards. Uh, <laughs> I don't think time. so, but you know what? Let's uh, <laughs> let's 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 do the two host thing just until I get all this shit together because this is my personal this is my personal Google Docs. Why are you doing that? Well, I don't know. The fucking thing, like it adds. It, it 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 somehow added me as a primary user on the bald move computer instead of the the Aaron Hubbard. Your resume alias. was up there, was it? it? Yeah, very very I think that small was a template. font. Wasn't okay. that a template? Maybe so. Uh, you should go back to it and open it up. <laughs> Check. <laughs> Baldies twenty sixteen is what I'm looking for. Off. I'm this camera. Yeah. The uh, centering okay. on this stuff has gone wonky. Okay, let's go back to show and tell. All right. So last year we had Westworld, Stranger Things, Game of Thrones, American Crime Story, People vs. O.J. Simpson, Better Call Saul. Oh yeah, I think I think this year is way stronger. Like American um, Crime Story yeah. bit would have had a hell of a time getting into the top five, maybe even the top ten this year. Okay, I'm with you. Um, I mean, fucking shit, House of Cards made number eight. Yeah, the, the only manager, like glaring emission made number ten. Like maybe the Punisher will get that. High. The glaring emission from this year is Westworld, which yeah. unfortunately did not come back. But yeah, uh, uh, there's 20, 2018. 2018. Uh, yeah, and you're you're right. This is a really strong top ten, and I feel like there are shows that got pushed out that might actually be in there, like Expanse. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like we're not, we're not even close. Right, we, we're we're we got a really separate hook. So Ozark <laughs> made the disappointments. That ain't happening. Yeah, there's no way that's winning. Uh, Cap- uh, I Cap- wanted to talk about it, but we talked about it already. Castlevania. Uh, Castlevania was interesting because I feel like it's a a show without without a resolution. Do we need like to, the do we need final to... episode? Is a fight between Alucard and. Dracula? Dracula? There's a resolution, man. That's Castlevania. But it doesn't Hate end. Hate to tell you. Spoiler alert. But, oh. but like they join up and say, hey, let's go on and fight more things or something with uh, his his female protagonist, and whose name I don't know. Uh, sexist. Yeah, I know. It's terrible. No, her name isn't sexist. <laughs> uh, hello, dad jokes from 1996. Uh, yeah, maybe dad jokes has nothing to do with having kids. It's just, uh, it's just, just getting being, old. being an old fucker. Yeah. Having used up all your jokes, I thought it's just like the the bar. Like, uh, there's a per- particular because I've watched like Jesse and Levi, like our friends from Seattle who have kids start to do it. Because there is a, there is a pleasure at low stakes humor that little kids enjoy, right? But then they outgrow it. But you still try it on them, and it starts mm-hmm. being like dad. But then that becomes <laughs> oh, fun too. Dad. That becomes fun too. Yeah. So especially uh, integrated into a podcast about yeah. goats. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of work to be done here. So, like, are yeah. you seriously saying that Castlevania should be elevated? N- no, because uh, like I'm, I'm. It, I'm it was looking, an interesting thing this year that Netflix did. I'm going through and looking for something that I want to send to the top. Uh, Star Trek. Not. I to mean, the top. I haven't seen. Fuck, I haven't seen enough of Star Trek yet. Yeah, I wish I had watched through didn't, didn't half we, of this. We already have that as an ex. Didn't we have that as one of the exceptions or something? I think uh, so. Da, 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 da. 
Or maybe one of the things we didn't cover. No, we don't have enough exceptions. Biggest miss, I think. Well, it wasn't that's the other thing is aren't we committing to watching like getting up current with Star Trek before this award ceremony? I guess so. I mean, I from what I've seen, it needs to be higher. But like, I'm gonna put it below Godless just just to start it out there, and th- let me know if I'm running rough shit, rough shit over you. I'm gonna do the no, same thing with Punisher. Uh, I actually want to put it above Star Trek. Um, yeah, and... I realize I haven't seen any uh, Defenders is on here twice. Is it uh, Defenders and the Defenders in twenty? Oh well, boom! House of Cards sucked. <laughs> And now is no longer. I haven't seen any of the Marvel stuff this year. Thank God. I mean, thank God they set up the the shift to Claire because yeah, I, now I'm Kevin wondering. Stuff I'm been. wondering. Like, I really want him to come back and just have Claire fucking choke him out, like like a Kevin Spacey look alike yeah. from behind, and you know, like get off on it how or something. You, how do you get away with that? Killing the president of the United States? He he attacked me. Like, like, what if... I think president's allowed to attack people. That's what, no, a thing that the president can yeah, do. Yeah, I'm wondering, like, what if, like, Ob- Obama just yeah. was choking the shit out of Michelle, uh-huh. and the Secret Service come in with, like, what's to go... And, like, they see him choking... I I may I th- imagine they restrain him, right? They don't let him choke. <laughs> can I do... Do I have a good Obama? I've never tried this. I'm going to go for no. it. You know who has a great Obama? Oh, uh, uh, no, 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 jo- no, 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 no. Look here, folks. Uh, I'm I'm choking my wife. And uh, no, you got you got to give me a mo- no. I, I don't have a good I don't have a good it, Obama. It's a it's a real shame that Jordan Peele does not have the frame that Key has because Jordan Peele's Obama yeah it's is pretty good spot on. I tell you what, there's this guy. And if he if he was if he were thinner, he would yeah. look just like him. Yeah, <laughs> in the Obama makeup anyway. Um, man, there's a guy in Harmontown. Uh, Dem- his name is Demorge. I don't know what his last name is, but he does. Like, it's just hearing him speak, it mm. is Obama. And he does these hilarious Obama impersonations. Nice. Um, it's pretty good. But yeah, yeah, Peel had a good one. Um, shit. That's the other thing is we didn't, on the movies, uh, I feel like we fucked up because we, well, it's not a bald movie, but damn, we should have seen Get Out. Hmm. Did you see Get Out? I haven't yet. Shit. I'm going to. Because if you had, I would have made, made it an honorary because it's just so good and be so fun to talk about. Yeah. Um. Anyway... Where are we at? Uh, American Story, piece of shit. Defenders, unremarkable. Uh, feud, eh. Iron Fist, shit. Expanse, good. Expanse, Expanse needs to go higher than Godless so far. Not higher than Fargo. Uh, okay, yeah. What let's the just fuck? M- move it up there. I guess you didn't copy it. Oh, now Defenders back. What? Twice. Defenders ah! twice. <laughs> All right. Is it still twice? God damn it. Yeah, there you go. All right, let's get Expanse and move it above Punisher for now. Sure, we can we can discuss the top 15 probably. Uh, Walking Dead, giant oh, piece of shit. shit. Legion, pretty good. Legion was pretty good. I never watched the finale, though. I, Seriously? I missed, I missed that week of the podcast because I was out of town or something and just never yeah, watched you it. Yeah, that was when you were Den- Denver vacation or yeah. long weekend. Uh, Punisher, better than Punisher... Better than Punisher? It's it's about at that level, I guess. Um, I don't know why this thing's bolded now. Haven't seen Punisher yet. Uh, hmm. Okay, so I I don't think there's anything that's just like uh, I'm I'm looking down past fifteen. There doesn't seem like there's anything that belongs. Yeah. 
So top tw- I don't know that we'll have a good top 20 this year, but we'll have an excellent top 10 and a pretty solid top 15. I don't know that we had a good top 10 last year. <laughs> no, clearly not. Yeah. Luke Cage was not would would not make Well, I mean, I don't know. Like Punisher's better than Luke Cage in my opinion, but hmm. uh but you yeah, know, you're you're right on that. Okay, so let's start let's start going Should Boy. we go through like I mean, I feel like we've Boy. talked about all of these things already. Leftovers was I'm willing to say, after I've thought about it for almost a year, my favorite television show of all time. And the reason is because I think it's – it's you can make an argument. I don't think it's a successful argument that it's more important than The Wire. But you mm-hmm. can certainly make the quali- the, important, the, the argument that, it's, that it is start to finish excellent, where yes. I think there's a noticeable drop in quality – when Simon got to the journalism angle in season five, I don't know whether he's too close to material, whether he was a little bit rushed, um, whether he's just coming off of just the soul searing season four with the kids and the education system. But season five of the wire is not as it's still a very good show and it, it, it wraps things up in a very satisfying uh, an emotional satisfying way. But there's large chunks of season five that are kind of almost for super, super fans. So, yeah, it's whereas leftovers man, just I don't even, I don't I can't even say that it's got a bad episode, right? And three fucking years that's crazy. Yeah, I, I'm still I'm still coming to grips with how I feel about leftovers. Ver- like in my you know top two shows of all time. So it's it's essentially it's, 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 it's uh, Breaking Bad. It, it's either Breaking Bad or the leftovers, and uh, I acknowledge that they're very different things. So yeah. that's what that's what makes it so hard to like rank those two in mm-hmm. my mind. But the leftovers being number two means it's easily the best show of this year, mm-hmm. easily. And I'm I'm putting that up against Stranger Things, which to me is one of the most special shows personally, uh, maybe ever. Mm-hmm. It, it could honestly be if they if they don't shit the bed in the next few seasons, mm-hmm. like number three on my list. Okay, or potentially even number two. On my all-time personal I'm starting list. to think, like, because one of the things I had for last year is when we get to the top, if, like, instead of trying to force artificial compromises, I think we should make our argument and then maybe go with our own top 15. I watch Godless, you watch a couple episodes of these others, and then we just do a secret ballot for the top 15. Have, like, Cecily or Alec, or, or, or Alex, can I say her name? <laughs> I was going to say Alexis, yeah. Have the, them synthesize the list, and then when we actually open it up, it's like... That way we get all of our arguments, but then 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 we just you know we we won't know who actually we know who wins. We won't know what the top five or top ten is until we actually get to the cer- ceremony. How, so there's like a scoring system or something. I mean, yeah, like one is worth like fifteen points and two is worth fourteen, and then you just I don't know. Like there's a right. way to do that. Yeah, I mean that's. I'm open to changing the way we do this because I don't. Certainly. I said because obviously we're not going to finish. I don't think today, but like I think we've got a clear top fifteen. It looks like yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, okay, so leftovers is clear number one. Stranger Things is it a clear number two? Stranger Things two because I mean like, I, think I think there's, there's a debate arc- between Mr. Robot and Stranger Things two. I, I also think the, I want to throw the Deuce into that uh, ring. Like the Deuce. To me, eh, it definitely a, wouldn't be Mr. Any Robot of those shocked on my me team. because I thought the top three. I thought the top three was going to be like the do like leftovers to do Stranger Things. Mr. Robot was so good, yeah. Um, but it's, I mean, 
the deuce is pretty close to being perfect for what it's trying to be, where I do think there were a few problems in Mr. Robot. There's the continuing tot dab, which everyone fucking hates, but you know what you hate more? Me raining for 10 minutes rather than saying tot dab. Sure. But the the socioeconomic impacts of the world of Mr. Robot are are shallow and not well thought out and realized, I think. Okay. I've heard arguments to the contrary. I've I've I, I'm sympathetic to some of those views, but ultimately I think they could do a lot more showing how economically devastated and, and desperate the world is than they're than they're than they're choosing to do. Yeah. Um, no, I feel you there. Um personally the reason the deuce doesn't beat out any of those top three um and i guess specifically mr robot if we're saying that's three then uh it just doesn't the subject matter doesn't quite interest me as much and i know you know you could say oh but look how important it is to modern society and i get that understand it it's just not as appealing to me porn is not of interest to jim jones i understand no i'd much rather watch hackers than Naked ladies. Uh, the other problem, Mr. <laughs> Robot, which I know this is the rare time where I have an issue with something you don't. I felt like Angela's character fucking blew her brains out in the third act of Mr. Robot. Uh-huh. And it's so weird, the disparity between how much I enjoyed what they were doing with Angela at the tail end of season two. Even midpoint of season two through uh, season th- up up and through the one shotter of season three, and then just fell off a cliff of crazy cat lady. Uh, except for she'd be a crazy fish lady, I guess. Um, yeah, to me, it was somebody who and you had been you, denying you the reality of the situation. That. You enjoyed that, situ- but for yeah. for so long that that she you know couldn't allow herself to to even contemplate the idea that it wasn't real and then when she realizes none of it is true see that's what i'm saying like the consequences of of her believing this thing sam esmail is dancing he has got so many angels dancing on his head at the pin of whether of what's real and what's not and and like because there's a lot of hints of time travel interdimensional fuckery and a lot of like heady science fiction concepts which i'm totally in favor of exploring Mm mm-hmm and he, in a in an admirable way, in a, in a way that reminds me a lot of the leftovers, where you just can't you just can't believe that Lindelof can continue walking this tightrope of is it is it not is it is it not supernatural, um, and then to continue that through the end of season two, but like there's still some unanswered questions. Like Angela's seen some shit, yeah, especially since we see the younger Angela and we apply what we already knew about the. The shit that happened. I'm trying to, because I really want people to see this, and not many people have. Yeah. So I'm really trying to dance around with articulating my point without spoilers. I feel like that there's still some unanswered questions there that you know a lot of people have like, oh well, no, I guess we can settle down about the Back to the Future stuff. I, I'm not sure. I'm yeah, not I'm, sure. I'm not either. And I mean, that's one of the reasons and, it's fascinating. The, the weird thing is, like, I kind of turned around again. This has been like a, a very windy road for me on Angela because. When they revealed, I guess her parentage. Yeah. Um, that threw me. I didn't. I didn't really want that to be true. And and it's maybe not fair to criticize Mr. Robot for doing something I didn't want. Yeah. Uh, they they still did it expertly. It was it was well crafted. It's just something that didn't appeal to me. All right. Well, I want to say something about the Deuce. Yeah. Not that Mr. Robot doesn't have fantastic performances. But I think once you get past, um, say, the top four or five, once you get past uh, Elliot, once you get past White Rose, 
once you get past like Darlene and Angela um and uh uh, Bobby Cannavale. Yeah, holy shit. There's a pretty steep drop-off as far as interesting work being done, whereas the Deuce has 20 amazing performances, utterly grounded. With, with a couple of, like, like 2017 standouts. Like, there's a, there's a couple where, like, they're, the, the people are catching on fire NBA jam style. Yeah. Like, and Maggie, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Holy um, shit. <laughs> yeah. And 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 in particular, yeah. But there's just a lot of really, really good, solid, grounded work in a way that I don't know Mr. Robot has. And the writing is just as good, and I think it's more important. So, like, I kind of want to put the deuce. I kind of want to put the deuce number two. Man, that's a tough sell for me because of just how expertly crafted stranger things is and i know it's a very different thing but you have a, it's more you have one eighth of that show one ninth yeah oh it was a ninth. that's right you got you got one ninth of that show that you felt like was a fart in your face no come on <laughs> yeah I, I felt like it was but, just, how would you describe it a, you, a loss of uh, momentum uh, a misstep yeah, a, 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 misstep a, a poor edit and a loss of momentum uh, yeah i mean was there anything like that in the deuce uh no, but it didn't. It also didn't hook me in the same way that Stranger Things does. Like it plays to my nostalgia in a way that I didn't even think was possible until Stranger Things one came along. And then Stranger Things two is yes, it's a reinvent. It's a revisit to that, but it mm. does it so expertly. The minus episode seven, Stranger Things two is one of the most perfectly crafted shows that I've ever seen. Yeah, and we talked about it. the stakes were super high. The I mean, deuce... they keep you. They kept me engaged every single second of that show, with the minor exception of episode seven, huh. which mostly kept me engaged. But I felt I killed a little bit of the momentum of the main story that I was really invested in. Do you think the Deuce is better than Mr. Robot? That maybe is a stronger argument for me, because. I mean, it ultimately doesn't matter. Mr. Robot didn't quite, like, hit those, like, expert-crafted highs of, like... Or, I guess, custom-tailored highs, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, Mr. Robot is a a probably better-looking show. Mm -hmm. Um, Mr. Robot took a lot more chances with its craft and its storytelling. Well, but... Um, But but ultimately, like, that becomes a problem in itself because it doesn't... Like, in, in that it is experimental, it also is not quite as satisfying as something that tells the story in oh, a traditional man. I way, I forgot about how good Meryl Streep's daughter is. Um, yeah, Dom. Yeah. And Mr. Robot. She's really good, too. Yeah, she has a, like, blistering scene with and, Darlene at the yeah, end where... Yeah. God damn. Well, just that whole episode, the whole final episode yeah. is amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, so I want to I want to push back and say that I think the Deuce is fairly risky. I mean, everything that Simon does, he doesn't give a fuck. Like I'm going to sure, tell a story yeah. about post Katrina uh New Orleans don't give a shit about my I'm going to tell a story about forced integration housing in Yonkers in mm-hmm. the 80s. I don't give a shit about my watches, but this is important people need to see it. The Deuce is like I'm going to say something that like I'm, I'm just thinking, like if the Deuce came out two months later in the middle of all the hashtag Me Too stuff, mm-hmm. like because it a lot of what it it says about society's view of sex workers 
and society's view of, of, of sex, period, and, and women's place in society goes so hand in glove with, like, with a lot of stuff that we're struggling with in larger culture. Um, yeah, no of, doubt. Uh, of, of, I, I, like I said, like, I keep coming back to, like, Do- David Simon tells incredibly important things that are, that are entertaining as fuck. Because that's the thing is that ne- I never felt like I was watching my homework on The Deuce. Like, I, I cracked up laughing a lot of stuff The Deuce. I, like, watched shit between my fingers, um, you know, w- watching The Deuce. Uh, that, yeah, I mean, I learned a lot of shit watching The Deuce. Um, it's, 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 it, it, I guess it's the, the, the only thing I could say negative is it's The Deuce is just another way to restate Simon's central thesis, which is... Um, Everything starts up with 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 uh, with like all these moral laws seem to breed corruption mm-hmm. because at the fundamental level, no one thinks hooking and drugs and gambling is as bad as shooting somebody. Right. But the law is forced to treat these the same. And if they did, it would be like it would it would destroy if like if we could do like some kind of like fucking weird a pleasure planet from Star Trek The Next Generation uh, style or, like, a, a demolition man, like, instant enforcement of these, society would, like, just be destroyed. Like, every politician would be in jail, every Hollywood mogul, yeah. every businessman, down to the, the, the Joe working construction. Like, we'd all be in jail. I'd be in jail. If we rigidly force I mean, every you, moral can... and, and vice thing, right, that, right. that like, I, I like yeah. we all would be in fucking jail. Yeah. Like if 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 you know and and it, it's 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 I feel like that he lays that perfectly out that like this is what's wrong with society that mm-hmm. no one has got the courage to be like you know what that's your opinion man mm-hmm. and it causes so much fucking human misery and uh, from from top to bottom and, and corrodes respect for the law and destroys our police enforcement and prosecution institutions and that's why I think it should be higher on the list like yeah I could probably get down with that I think. Um, and honestly, me preferring Stranger Things and Mr. Robot to deduce is almost like me saying, well, I like candy more than broccoli. Sure. <laughs> I have no problem with that. Like, I think the characters um, in Stranger Things are m- more endearing, certainly, than any of the characters. The, the pimps and prostitutes, really? Yeah. The, or even the good guys, like <laughs> yeah. even the James Franco double header there. Still uh, not a good guy, but yeah, yeah. E- even the, the the girl working her way through school right. and, and quitting that, you know? like Allie, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's not what that show is trying to do, certainly. Uh-huh. I mean, it wants you to have believable characters and yeah. characters that you understand, but endearing is not really what it's doing. But for me, like, having endearing characters is a huge thing. Okay. And especially, like, characters that I so closely relate to, Right. I guess. Um, so I don't think, for me, it would crack Stranger Things, but the argument for Mr. Robot is better because I don't think... Like, Mr. Robot is trying to do a lot of the same things, just, like, a more modern view like sci-fi view of that almost mm-hmm. right like not quite sci-fi but borderline mm-hmm. um and, and i don't i don't think the writing in mr robot is as strong i think you're right that mm-hmm. the deuce portrays much more accurately and and kind of brings a weight to these issues that mr robot can't yeah that it, it won't touch now mr robot is a more potentially like interesting story from a fiction standpoint like and there's nothing tell... in the deuce like the one shot episode from mr robot Right. I mean, cinematically, certainly. Yeah. Mr. Robot is going for it. Um, yeah. The Deuce is not. The Deuce is trying to tell you a very realistic story and teach you a thing. Right. Which 
I'm I'm totally cool with, and I think, and I don't think the Mister Robot is devoid of teachable moments either. Well, th- that's they're my point. Ha- like they don't, but... right? They don't work as well, right? Yeah. Like they're trying to do very similar things Robot, in some ways. Mister Robot preaches to the choir. I feel like the deduce yeah. an open-minded person could go in there and and like have their skull pried open a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Uh, whereas Mister Robot's going to be like, oh fuck you, fuck you, best male. Yeah, the deuce has a lot of extra perspective uh-huh. um, that Mr. Robot doesn't allow to creep in there, I think. Yeah. Because Mr. Robot, the system is just a villain, where mm-hmm. in the deuce, like, there's no really bad, well, there's bad cops, but, like, you know, the, the like the police force isn't bad, the hookers aren't bad, the pimps are, are pretty bad, but also they, they're playing a role in an ecosystem that's, that, yeah. that is vital. In, in the fucked up ecosystem that they have, uh-huh. um, I, I yeah, it's, it's like that's the thing. Is like there are no there are no black and white. Where Mister Robot's very fucking black and white. Yeah, the only person that's allowed grayness is almost Elliot himself because he's mm. the only one that has like awareness of his actions and the impact and and yeah. how they. But it's it's very superficial and and uh, a, 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 like a heightened dra- dramatization of our modern-day life. Right. I don't know. I, like I said, I, I think the Deuce should go higher than Mr. Robot, and I'd put it over Stranger Things, except for I like Stranger Things more. And I mean, it's, Mr. A, Robot... it's, it's me taking it's – ta- it's me preferring candy to fucking uh, broccoli. Yeah, no, I, I do. In, Whereas in, the leftovers, life, in fact, the I The leftovers, do. I feel like that's broccoli with cheese sauce. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, made exclusively with, with a by little a sh- bit of candy mixed in. And it's like, made exclusively by a, 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 like a chef that loves me. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, Mr. Robot, though, let me throw out this argument um, for Mr. Robot staying where it is. Uh, Mr. Robot is doing for television cinematography what no other show is doing. I think it is taking such chances and... And landing them like every time since Breaking when, Bad has gone off. The, well, I mean, Strange Better Call Saul does it too. The the right, but the not but not to this level, honestly. Like Mr. Robot has taken that torch and it's running with it because I like. I, I wonder what how that will impact. I want because you know just announced that uh, that Better Call Saul's just started shooting. It's not going to come out in the spring. It's going to be late this year. Yeah. I wonder because I know that. Uh, I know that Vince thinks highly of Esmail. Vince mm. and Gould think highly of that. I wonder if yeah. they're like taking this as a challenge because I've heard him say that would like, be awesome. Yeah. Man, I've seen what's happening on this show and how it's happening. Like they're they're like we need to kick it up a notch. That would be cool. Um, I would like a little rivalry. Plus, they're 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 wrapping up their story. They need to start getting yeah. their shit together. Like this this right. I, there's been a little bit of like we'll talk of this when we get to Better Call Saul, but there's been a little bit of treadmill going on on the the better call saw side a little bit yeah but so that's the thing like mr robot doing such inter- interesting things uh cinematography wise I-, I feel like it's something to consider at okay. the very least like the deuce is not trying to do anything interesting there no no not that they, it's uninteresting but it's in the more score i mean you can't look past the score in the way that that affects the feeling you get when watching Mr. Robot either, right? Yeah. Like the Deuce is doing nothing special there either. It's a lot of mm. a lot of licensed stuff. I was um, gonna say so is so is Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot, when people think of the music of Mr. Robot, I think they're thinking of the the the, the licensed music. I mean, where is my mind happened a long time ago, you know? No, but I, I think the stuff that they did this season with music really struck me. Hmm. Um give me an example because I'm having a hard time. Uh, I'm trying to think uh 
There was a, a the episode after there's, there's the a lot of Kubrickian beats. Like I was thinking in finale when they're taking that long ride out to uh-huh. the cabin, and it's the overhead shot of uh, White Rose's assistant arriving, and they're playing, like I said, fairly Kubrickian Kubrickian music. But most of the stuff that I can I can think of stand, uh, is I don't have any like specific examples, okay. but I know I talked about them. I remember like several instances i talked about the mr robot score and how good it was and how much it added to the right. scene but then again that's the other thing is it sucks is that we didn't do the deuce as right a podcast i just watched it and and I, a lot of that stuff we, might have slipped through the cracks did we do the biggest miss yet yes okay because like i said like i feel like because the deuce had a funky ass track it did like that's yeah. that had some serious hard-hitting seven like like it, it and it mm-hmm. i enjoyed it i enjoyed the hell out of the theme right i enjoyed the, the hell same out way of the that, credit like, sequence a, a jackie brown has yeah a, has a feel to it It felt very tarantino-esque because right. that's kind of his sensibility um so i like yeah mr robot soundtrack is pretty good but the deuce was no slouch either but like the i i guess i one of the instances i think of is like the the static stuff they do um, with just like you know tech techno noise mm-hmm. right um, I, I mean sure you, you can say oh well musicians have been doing that forever you're right they don't and it's right but in, integrated into a television like show that. they're not illustrating someone's like mental breakdown by right slowly and the lighting that they use yeah. and just like the the artistry in in the actual production of it the the shooting of it is really impressive to me. All right, you won't get any argument from that. I okay, s- but I don't know. So, which do you think for for you? I guess which one is more important? I have in mind which one I want. I think the deuce should be number three. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, I think we made our arguments there. Let's just move on. Okay. Uh, we can come back to it later. The young pope. We talk about this at length in some of the other categories, but the young pope was just a delight and beautiful. And a yeah, much talk more about cinematography in a less like not not a less effective way, but like almost emotionally stirring way, right? It, like a like a like a Renaissance painting, uh-huh. like some of this shit. And I remember those scenes with the globe, yeah. like specifically, like those wide shots with uh-huh. him and the cardinal and the globe, right? And the, just how beautiful those were, right? And just how like. It should have been like a lot of watching Jude Law vamp around in these outfits should have been camp and ridiculous, uh-huh. and it it was sometimes it's over the top. But they always would bring they'd always lit like it was also had some weight to it, and yeah. you couldn't take Pope Lenny, you couldn't take him, you you could not not take him seriously, I guess. And this came out what January of last year? Yeah, it was is something we think about the stuff you had seen and then put it in context of that baby that that initial right. scene where he crawls out from under the pile of babies. I had seen yeah. nothing like it. Yeah. And you can say, "Oh, well we've got American Gods, we got Mr. Robot and stuff like that." But and the title point, sequence of him walking through all those arts and just be just everything's uh-huh. just blowing up behind him and he gives the, the wink at the end like again, <laughs> the young pope it was It has a self-awareness that is like nothing else. The young pope was super fun and I it was something mean I, that we were just going to do as a lark to get us through the January lull while we're doing it like you know essentially like we're, we're what we're doing commission podcast with this year um and i miss it i was really devastated when i started researching the bodies to find out that they've essentially shelved the sequel to the young pope for like some other pope spinoff and i wanted to see more of jude law jude law will not be yeah yeah i mean it 
it kind of ended on a cliffhanger, but also it felt like a fitting into the series too. So mm-hmm. I think again, you would you do far worse with your time than to watch the Young Pope. It's, yeah, it's a probably fun binge. Um, but I feel like The Handmaid's Tale. You know, you start throwing in the like the importance and of its time. Um, a, a fantastic, really explosive performance by Elizabeth Moss. And we, um, we and, probably ought to say, yes, we know the Young Pope came out overseas in 2016. This is the Baldies. We're a U.S. company. And, right. It yeah. came out in the U.S. this year. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I feel like Handmaid's Tale should be uh, a notch above the Young Pope. But, hmm. well. I haven't seen that. Okay. Um, Which is unfortunate because I, I know that Elizabeth and Moss you're not gonna see, won a Golden you're not Globe gonna, for it. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. You're not going to see the best Elizabeth Moss performances until the the the, the, the later later parts of the... Oh, boy. But it, it's yeah. not like she's bad. It's just that, you know, her situ- she's, she, she can't. Like, she's so buttoned down and, and repressed in the, begin- in the, the early goings. Huh. But it's a big... It's a cycle. It's, it's a maddening film. It, it, it's infuriating and sad. Um, in, and The Young Pope is... Man, it, this was a good year of television, dude. Hell yeah! Uh, and and we some have some might couple... say the best year ever, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like it should go above the Young Pope, but I don't. I don't know. Okay, American Gods. I feel like is on here mostly because of how Gonzo, like 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 it moved the ball. Like I've said many times before, with sex and violence, the way that Mister Robot is pushing the boundaries of cinematography hmm. and it's okay. not just titillating and exploitative um you know it's kind of farcical it's so and i also like the, the the material of these gods jockeying for power and trying to maintain relevant in a 21st century where people are obsessed with their cell phones and the greatest year of television ever right like how so that's what interests me how are you feel it. like like you know i i thought it's, it's so it's it's very interesting to me like Cecily and I on a lark went to uh went 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 to a midnight mass like three years ago. Uh-huh. A church that could hold probably three hundred, three hundred and fifty people had thirty people in it. Hmm. You know, Christmas is the Super Bowl for Christianity. <laughs> if it's not that, it's Easter, right? Uh-huh. Um and you compare that to like the ratings that uh Game of Thrones gets 100 million people like watching it every week, tuning in, sitting in their pews and and getting on their knees and, and giving thanks to the Double D's and Martin. It, it's pretty relevant, too. It's pretty relevant. Yeah. I mean, the Catholic Church, I I think, still has more members. <laughs> oh, I get it. And, like, you know, I don't know that Cincinnati is known for being a, a, a Catholic town, but yeah. I'm just saying uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting it's an interesting it's an interesting cosmological viewpoint that they're putting through there. Uh, it has really great. It has a particularly fine performance by, um, uh, God damn it! Why have I been able to say his name? Uh, Ian McShane. Mm. Uh, and he's got a lot of. But it's funny because the leads in this show are so fucking forgettable. Huh. In fact, okay. I like like the main guy is just so bland, and his love interest is annoying and kind of dumb. But she's got. You know, I, I don't know. I, like I said, it's 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 tough. It's tough to explain it, especially if you haven't seen the, the any any episodes. Uh, Game of Thrones. It's a weird one. Game of one Thrones this year. ain't going to sniff the top five this year, is it? I no. 
No, I, I don't think so. I mean, Game of Thrones, in retrospect, I think it's better than we remember, but it has one of the all-time boners. Like, like it's got a plot that's just kind of jaw-droppingly bad. Like, it's like it's the, yeah. the central, the, the the central conceit that carries the first half, the first two thirds of the season is just not a great idea. And I can't believe it's what Martin was going to do. But then again, he's two book. He's a book behind at this point, about to be two books behind. So it's a bummer for everybody. But I don't. I don't think the uh, Game of Thrones might not even sniff the top ten if if because uh, we still got a lot of good shows to go. We do. We like, do. And Game of Thrones, I think, suffers from being in its seventh season. Yeah. And kind of being more Game of Thrones, whereas a lot of these other also, shows are young and new and exciting. Yeah. And it's it's hard for a season seven show to compete. It suffers because it's 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 rudderless. It's there's no one at the helm. I feel like the double D's have slowly become burnt out and disinterested and they just want to get this shit over with so they can get on to their probably wrongheaded uh imagining if the Confederates had won the Civil War. And it's it's just kind of a it's just kind of a bummer. But, but now mm-hmm. It is did it, have some really good stuff. I, in I it, feel but. like it's better than American Gods, though. But it's 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 not. Oh, I don't think okay. it's going to get higher than that. I haven't seen American Gods, so American Gods is I'll much more interesting and that. fresh. But you, yeah. there you go. That's like that's a first season versus a seventh season show. Um, better Call Saul. Pretty good season. I mean, this year had one of the most shocking developments. It did of Better Call Saul history, but, but also the first act the first three two or three episodes of this season i was a little nervous i'm trying to remember there's a lot it's been a long time and, on this and show. i've all i've defended the just watching jonathan banks do jonathan banks things for for minutes on end but they really pushed me to my breaking point on some of that stuff yeah i need to i need to look and i felt also quick. better call saul like has been they they've found a way to reset Saul, you know, Saul Goodman back to Jimmy, and I, I'm, I'm really losing patience with that. I'm really losing. Well, I hope, I do honestly hope that this is the catalyst for the ultimate change. But we said that every fucking season, man. But this is, and I'm. There's I, nothing else here. There's one more thing here that they could hang their hat on and say this is the last straw. But it feels to me like the developments of this season. Uh, familial developments of this season are the last straw. Hmm. They have to be almost, right? I mean, there's... So, I mean, the other option is, hey, we take Kim and Jimmy's relationship and we say that the break of that, if there's going to be a break for that, is the final straw that turns Saul into Saul. But honestly, that doesn't quite feel right. What feels like it should happen, in my mind, is this moment that happened in this season is the big the big thing that turns him into Saul and then that drives away Kim is my guess. Hmm. I, I, it, I'm, like, I'm, I'm hoping that this is the final, my blood's starting to boil. If, if we're at the end of the season to wait to see that, like, I mean, and maybe it's not a fundamental shift. Maybe it's going to be a slight, just step sideways, but I don't know. I'm, I don't, hmm. I am, I'm kind of over Kim and Jimmy's relationship at this point. Um, I, you know, the show itself is, is over the relationship with Jimmy and his brother, uh, in spectacular fashion. 
to, to me, the last few episodes kind of redeemed the season and mm-hmm. and made it made it uh, rewarded my faith in, in the showrunners and creators. But I thought a lot of what Kim was doing this year was more interesting. Yeah. Than other Kim stuff. I, I kind of think I kind of think that Gould and Villigan just like Jimmy too much. It's possible. And they they kind or of realize they're, or that they're going, scared of Saul because the, Saul is so one note. He he really is. Like yeah. Saul would be very hard. Well, it'd be very easy to turn it into like gangster of the week kind of X Files comedy show. Absolutely. Which the first episode or two of the season, the series that we did not care much for, was very much like that. Yeah. So I I don't know. It's uh. It's it's interesting. I'm glad that they delayed it. I hope that they. I, I hope that they've taken the time to really because because this is this is a this is a, all the marbles kind of moment. Like if they don't if they don't successfully turn make that Jimmy DeSalle turn, then like the whole thing's kind of been. I mean, it's not worthless. No, no, no. I've, but it's like going. It's kind of like those things where it's like you know, like is it worth the journey? But like it's only worth the journey as you take it. Like no one would no one would watch Better Call Saul if you're like, well, it turns out you know at the end it doesn't go anywhere. Sure. You know, like yeah. that's that's a bad legacy when you're following up uh, Breaking Bad. So right, uh, is better I, I, is Better Call Saul better than Game of Thrones? Probably not. I don't think so either. Yeah. In fact, I didn't find it as. I mean, is it better than American Gods? Uh, but I don't think it's nearly as exciting and groundbreaking and and visionary and 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 fun to watch as American Gods. God damn it. I, I can tell you for sure that Michael McKean is going to be near the top of my certainly m- male drama actors yep. this year. Yep. Because fuck me, the performance he puts in, especially toward the end of that season. Yeah. So good. Uh, but I'm I'm trying to weigh it against the next one on the list, which is Fargo, with a performance from David Thewlis that is viscerally upsetting to me. Yeah. Like no, I want. Right. I can hardly stand to watch David Thewlis on the screen because he does such a good job. There's the same way, like every me. once in a while, I'll be on the internet and some uh, I'll be on Reddit and I'll I'll get click, tricked on to clicking a close up of like a spider's head, uh-huh. and I'm like, like all that for, and like that when when it when it gets on his mouth, I feel like the same fucking sense. Yeah, it's just a disgusting evil character and it's good and, and, and the, the and my hat's <laughs> off to him for going there the mouth is is the physical manifestation of that of the, everything of else that david Thewlis yeah. does is the the opposite of that right yeah. it's like it everything else it, it it's weird it sort of draws you in in this strange way where i right. want to understand this creepy disturbing person and why are they like this? You know, what what are their motivations? What made them this way? Right. But you don't want to get close enough to find out because of how disgusting the person is. He's also that classic like Eric Walquist says that uh that 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 you know classic Cohen yeah almost mythical satanic right. force supernatural borderline supernatural force of evil. Mm-hmm. Um I think this is better easily better and better call Saul. It's it's actually I, I kind of almost want to put it under the deuce because the other thing is I felt like this was a great tale for our times too. I think Fargo certainly goes up this list and I think it goes definitely above Game of Thrones. Um, I'm trying to decide on Young Pope versus Fargo because both of those are powerful characters that I 
that I desperately want to figure out but can't quite pin them down. Mm-hmm. Um, the young pope is kind of like the opposite of David Thewlis. You know, he's he's this almost perfect being, right? He's, right. He's immensely Christ-like. attractive and charismatic, and yeah, he's very Christ-like. Yeah. Now I don't know that Christ was super attractive. Well, Maybe no, he I, was. I was also going to say that. Know. Well, he was the perfect man. Uh, I I. I I only said that because, like, Christ was also, like, uh, the young pope is a little bit more fire burn. Well, I mean, Jesus did whip a whole bunch of people out of his uh, the temple for for selling shit. Fuck yeah. Um, but I don't think that, uh, I don't think that Jesus would be screaming at women that are, you know, have, that are, that are having abortions or. Jesus is just as Machiavellian as the young pope. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah! You, the way he sets up Paul—are you kidding me? Or Peter, rather? Oh. You're gonna—he you, knows he's gonna deny him three times, and he fucking tells him, and he knows it's gonna happen. Yeah, he doesn't say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, Peter, pump the fucking brakes!" Right? But you need to absolutely stop no what you're doing. Pump, and as a matter no of fact, can pump Peter's brakes. That's I, one of I'm Peter's sending things. you over to the Corinthians because they really need a fucking letter or something. No, he doesn't do that. He lets him stand in the fucking garden you're for rob- two you're rob- hours you're, a you're, night. You're robbing Peter to give storyline to Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Rob, Robin Paul to give storyline to yeah, Peter. It's true, it's to true. save it's Peter's true. ass, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, Jesus yeah. does none of that. Yeah. Jesus lets him fail. Sets him up for failure. Gospel according to Jim. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean... Boy. The, the other thing is, like, Fargo had another... like the, we're, the Fargo, Fargo had an episode a, I didn't like. Well, about that? I will even go so far as to say the first three episodes, like up until the California Adventure... Uh, with Carrie Coons, um, I was unsure about it. But mm-hmm. then from there, it just relentlessly built and built and built and got better and better and better and uh, and, and ended in a, in a very fine fashion. And in a way that, like, almost – well, not almost. I, th- I felt like redeemed the, uh, the, 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 exper- the, the chances they took in the first of the season. And then the other thing is, like, shit, you were talking about moving things forward and being groundbreaking and taking chances. Mm-hmm. That was an ambitious fucking episode with that the crazy illustrations and that story about the the, yeah. the doomed robot and, um, and the 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 nothing machine whatever that's called the yeah yeah the the mm-hmm. the absurd is it the absurd machine or the pointless machine I can't yeah I, I can't remember what it was but the useless machine useless machine yeah. that's what it was uh I I liked it a lot I liked it a lot and I felt like it was a great show for uh, and I'm not talking about just in terms of like you know american politics this is like more of like global like 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 how we view the acquisition of wealth and how we view the uh the the, the distribution and like the, the 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 concentration of wealth and how that happens and how we treat that kind of crimes and misdemeanors versus throwing people in jail because they can't pay a 50 dollar parking ticket like it's it's shit like that that we all bemoan and talk about, but we don't really think about. And Fargo kind of this season, I felt like made you think about that, those things. Yeah. Um, Can you, so I think they did the alien stuff right in this season. Okay. Um, Whereas last season, they really fucked it up for me. Um, But they kind of took the, the weird like alien sci-fi tie in stuff and made Mm -hmm. it important to the character of, of Carrie Coon, whoever she played. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I don't remember like the actual resolution of that. What, what did her discovering that stuff about her father lead into the case? I can't remember. 
I don't think it did. It didn't. It was just a personally satisfying thing to know it about. It's like a, it kind of like it tied into that useless machine thing that like she didn't. Well, it was more of like the the cosmic coincidences and okay. like the, the there was something important about her seeing that her father's life was a lie. Yeah. Uh, that let her and, and hiding in plain sight that let her uh, uncover the main because there was like the one mystery which is how did the air conditioner fall on the parolee uh-huh. and how did Ewan McGregor's shitty bro- v- v- version of the brother character he's playing get tied up with that and that was a clue to that but ultimately that really didn't mean anything right the true story that was a, that was obscuring the true. The true crime that was but going the on, which was the, the parking yeah. lot scam that Thulis was pulling on uh, poor. Oh my God! The, uh, <laughs> I was thinking, oh, man, I haven't thought about this, but uh, the the mustache guy, yeah, like yeah. all the shit that he goes through and how bad it got for him, and then and the truly hilarious moments for him too. Yeah, and all the Jewish mysticism yeah. was super cool. With Ray Wise's character, who, like, I had never really seen him much, and, and then he was all up in fucking true, uh, Twin Peaks, which was which was fun to kind of back into that. And, and the, the, the way that Mr. Rent showed up and was fucking cool. Uh-huh. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, not as fun as The Young Pope. Wasn't as mind-blowing as The Young Pope. But it, was it? Um, it's really splitting fine hairs here. Yeah, not not as as visually interesting as a young pope. I uh-huh. don't think, um, though it had its moments. Uh, oh man, I don't. I mean, here's the other thing: it's like I don't feel like the young pope is a story that had to be told. I'm glad it did. They, I'm true. glad they told it, but I don't think it was. It doesn't didn't say anything. Although it was, there had some other like the young pope had like an on screen male rape. Or attempted rape, which I thought was like the way, oh, like yeah, like yeah. that was interesting, just in the way it was depicted as like you like the in the difference the way it was depicted from like your you know norm, you know everyone's seen probably too much of rapes where women are the victim, yeah. But this was like you know this this guy tried to to put the moves on this priest like I I it was a different feel and it was there's an electricity to it or like a you know and it didn't feel like a stunt. No, uh, it wasn't like, hey, we're going to do a male rape. It was very here. matter of fact. It wasn't a very yeah. special episode. It was just like this shit can happen to guys too and here's how like this is the way it's it's the same kind of violation but it 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 feels different and the way they react to it is different and the way, you know, I I there there like there's a lot of things in the margins of the young pope that was thought-provoking mm-hmm. and and interesting and de- and delicately handled. Yeah. Uh, man. But like I said, I, I you do know. kind of feel Fargo above the Young Pope. Uh, I'm trying to think, because not everything hit with the Young Pope for me either. Yeah, there were some things that they tried that just didn't quite work for me. Um, well, if you're feeling it, then I, that's that's how I think too. Okay, and also it was it was a more bizarre experience, which I. I feel like is is a large factor in why I like the young pope, but doesn't necessarily make it good. Right. In my right. mind. You can't pro overprize novelty. Right. Like it's nice when you see some things you've never seen before, but you can't like let I I feel like some sometimes people get too caught caught up in like, oh my god, this is different and new and I wasn't expecting it and Right. You know, well yeah, but was it 
was it? it? Honestly, that's one of the reasons it's so high on this list. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I think Fargo beats it. I'm honestly happy with the first eight of these. Well, let me ask you this: Is the the Candy Expanse uh, the first six of these? I'm happy with. Okay. Well, why? Are, well, I mean, the only thing I guess you haven't seen Hammond's Tale, American Gods, right. but do you think Better Call Saul should be better than Game of Thrones? No, there are some on this list we haven't considered yet that I think should be higher. Okay. Like Godless. This is going to be tough because you haven't seen. This How much one. have you seen of Godless? Five episodes. How many of episodes? A seven episode limited run series. Okay. So, I've seen five sevenths of all that's ever going to be made of that. I might be able to power. I, I, you could probably power through this before the ceremony. Man, so westerns are not my thing, and I this like is a westerns. western. I like westerns a lot. You might, you might love this, man. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting turgid. <laughs> you might love it because it has just a truly incredible performance from Jeff Daniels and Jeff Daniels is in Godless. <laughs> he's the main villain. Oh shit! And he is great. Um, and the person, I, I don't know her name, but the person who plays Scoot McNary's wife, or sorry, not wife, sister, is really fucking good, too. Is it the woman from Downton Abbey? It's not Michelle Dockery, no. Who I always confuse with Sarah Wayne Callies. Is that is that my bad, or do they look exactly no. alike? Yeah, I, like Sarah Wayne Callies could be her older sister, okay. older American sister. Um, also, did you, like... Um, Shit! Who was the who's Tara's girlfriend from The Walking Dead? Denise. Denise, yeah. Denise is like Michelle Dockery's right hand woman, right? Is that her? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. No fucking way! She might be a lookalike. There might be two lookalikes in this <laughs> series. Sarah Wake, yeah, and they're all uh, the walking. They're, they're 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 Walking Dead doppelgangers. They sure are. Let's see, Godless. Uh, Merritt Weaver is her name. Yeah, no, that's totally her. It absolutely is her. Holy fuck, she does. She was good in Walking Dead. Oh, I liked her a lot. She's great here. She was very charming. She's really great in this okay. show. Okay, I'm, I'm getting excited. Okay. Yeah, if you think you're going to watch that, we should maybe pass on it until we get to well, the final deliberation. This. Just from your top, the first five episodes, where would you slot it in so far? Uh, I'm going to say above Game of Thrones. Hmm. Okay. At, at the lowest, and then I, I would have to have conversations about up. the rest of it, yeah. Right. But I think we should... If you if you think you can watch that, and I might watch, I guess some other stuff on this list, depending on when we do this, this final. Well, I mean matchup. So it's the we're just so you know this is the tenth when we're doing this. Yeah. Um, I I don't see like we we need to get this out before January is over. Uh, we got the last one out in January thirtieth. I don't see any reason why we have to record. I'd like to rec- I'd like to get it out the week of the twenty second. If we have a couple weeks, this conversation becomes more interesting because yeah. you can watch Godless. I can watch like Handmaid's Tale or potentially like anything that comes up high on this list. Like, for you. like, like the first two or three episodes of American Gods are where you'll you'll get. I think you'll get what I'm talking about. And then okay. if you want to finish it, fine, but it's mm-hmm. it's it's not going to like that's that gives you a good representation of what I'm talking about. But I don't know that American Gods is gonna hit the top ten because yeah, we haven't talked well, about the expanse yet. And that's an interesting uh, conversation. I see I'm having a hard time getting the expanse above any of these. Really? I like the expanse I a lot. I think the expanse is potentially better than Game of Thrones this year. Really? Shitty space Jon Snow is better I'm, than I'm shitty than, shitty, shitty white hunting Jon Snow. Than, than yes. shitty white hunting Jon Snow. Yes, yes. I mean, I'm a sucker for sci-fi, right? So, is he better than 
Aegon Targaryen the sixth. Yes. <laughs> Shitty Aegon no, Targaryen the sixth. That's the trouble is it's a genre thing for me, I think. Like I'm inherently more interested in the concepts of the expanse uh than I am the concepts of Game of Thrones because the here, here's the thing. And Game also of Thrones... the, the, the expanse I felt like put on his big boy pants when they did that they did that judo flip from the deputy secretary of the UN that pulled one over on Chinzu Chinzu uh-huh. well, I, I, I don't know his name but yeah um like like where you think he's down and out uh-huh. and probably going to oh fuck it's probably, probably going to retire gonna, and pro- kill himself probably yeah. going to kill himself <laughs> right. and then ends up like getting it over on everybody uh-huh and in a way that didn't feel like it's just cheap bullshit theatrics, like I was very impressed that they that, that they pulled that storyline off. No, and they're they're talking about things that are inherently more interesting than a historical reenactment, essentially, in Game of Thrones, right? Like Game of Thrones is not talking about big issues here. It's telling a fantastical story yeah. that's based on a historic setting. Um, I don't know that it has anything interesting to say as as a, a species, you know. Whereas the expanse is trying to get to those issues and doing it in a setting that I much prefer. I mean, I do think that I do think that game like if you if you buy the the one of the things Game of Thrones can be about, I don't mm-hmm. think it's an allegory, but you can say that like humans ignoring a larger problem for petty politics and rivalries, like for example, ignoring climate change or right. you know uh, geopolitical destabilization in favor of fucking scoring points at home like i think it's very relevant but Um, is it as relevant as the stuff that expanse is doing with like all of all all of humanity infighting even when we're beyond the planet earth like you know because one of my one of my political hobbies right now is trying to figure out what to do about i try to get my like i'm trying to get ahead of the game of what i think about automation and how we'll wreck the economy and how we can mitigate those how we can how we can get to like the star trek utopia rather than heading towards like a a mad max like a fucking apocalypse like a matrix yeah matrix type game um or like a morlocks and eloy time machine kind of thing uh and i felt like you know i keep on coming across like these like uh you know, guaranteed basic income or universal income schemes. And Expanse this season showed where that could go wrong. Mm, sure. Where, like, yeah, no one's starving on the streets, but they also are not exactly having great times on the streets either. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, as, 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 as long as you've got a permanent... And, and then it, it's, it's, it's a permanent underclass. There's no way to, 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 to move ahead. And, like... Right. You know, I'm still like I don't I don't know that that's like a foregone conclusion, but the fact that I mean the fact that it's, well, it's, it's wrestling it's, with it's that showing issue, right? that like, in the future as a matter of fact thing, and like what do you right. think about it is that's that's that was a fresh thought for me, and like uh, and it feels like one of the most important thoughts. Looking of our out time. at the landscape, not many people are even talking about these kind of things, and that that's and this, the problem is looming. Like, right, that's that's the big issue here. Right, and also the in 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 the way they framed it with this Martian girl who is from this Spartan society where like they live in a harsh, barren place that tries to kill you, uh-huh. and and they always look at Earth as this cradle of luxury and decadence, and, right. and then she see then she goes to Has see that the, illusion shattered. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then like there's like a Luke Skywalker moment where she sees an ocean for the first time in the same uh-huh. episode. Like those that's that's some big heady stuff. Yeah. Better than Game of Thrones, though. Like I said, I'm a sucker for for the setting. I'm a sucker for the the storytelling of sci-fi. 
yeah. far more than I am for fantasy. Well, that's I, sure. I, that's just a personal thing. Um, so for me, yeah, I think it's higher than Game of Thrones. I this likes year. me my science fiction. I likes me my fantasy, and I really likes my sci-fi fantasy. <laughs> so. But in a, in a season <laughs> when Game of Thrones did have a a colossally big misstep in the form of one one plot man development god that kind of the season hangs on too and that taints everything that comes after i think i feel like i will say say i feel like it recovered like i didn't think it would like i was really like oh shit but i I felt like it recovered in a way that like still super excited about the last season you always have to footnote it and say i realize that all of this stuff is happening because of this stupid decision that the characters made earlier on yeah I which think the, I, absolutely I think the best hated. you can hope for is when game of thrones is over and it's, if it's judged a success no one will ever think too much about that little part right you know whereas i don't feel like the expanse had that moment this season it, it now i will say that it runs the risk of having that next season i'm super scared what the show is going to do in season three with specifically yeah, with the alien plot. I've said that the whole time like the shit going on between the geopolitical well not geo the the solar political <laughs> uh-huh. like the stuff between the, the, the belts the the, yeah. the the between the belters the martians and the the the, the terrans is endlessly more fascinating than this fucking alien thing that's coming but the cool thing they did at the end of the season is they made that part of the conversation part of the the solo solo political conversation, right? right? right. Because helio helio political <laughs> helio political conversation. So, two of the factions had the proto molecule at that point, and right. at the end of it, spoiler alert, uh, they one of them makes the decision. I can't remember who it is to give the proto molecule to Chad Coleman, right? To to have the other faction also having it, so that it, so, they so were on equal where, where it's So it's like uh, it's essentially. Uh, like a cold a cold war footing a, a, right. a three-sided yeah. a cold war setting. So I I do think like that came into into focus in the heliopolitical plot mm-hmm. in an interesting way. I just hope they don't go too far down the alien yeah, alien war path because it it risks losing everything that I love about it on the other side. Right. I just don't I just don't care about human alien hybrid stuff like that's It's just inherently less interesting. I think so because I've seen yeah. that. Like I've there's been Every shit show tons. Does of, there's been shit tons of science fiction talking about that and that yeah. yeah, no. Um like I said. But that's that's a risk for next season. I think the thing that they did really cool that they actually did is make that part of the conversation right and it's really fun to see them play with like you know space battles and gravity and there's this one that's like not technically precise but i really like the way he used like the uh, um the pilot of the uh fuck what is that called the rasanati uh-huh yeah. uh, I, Rossinati. I, the I, I really like the way he used it like the you know to shut off his drives and use like an elaborate series of gravitational slingshots around oh, the J- yeah. Jovian moons to uh-huh. arrive at the destination undetected by the patrollies. Like, there's a yep. lot of shit like that that is that stuff hard, gets me going yeah. hard and razor sharp science fiction, and it's 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 a pleasure to watch. Yeah, because and that's I bet thing, it turns like, off a lot of people. Really, you know, Game of Thrones doesn't have much of that. Um, it's got a lot of hard fantasy stuff, but it's couched in. It, it, it's how it's is given that different to than you, a shadow baby popping out of someone's vagina? It's given to you in an easier to to digest way because you don't feel like you ever need to understand how that happens. I think you're overestimating how much people need to understand what's just a cool maneuver. 
Like, like if you like if I, that's for the me thing. To me, it's yeah. exactly the Shadow Baby. It's super cool and it's neat and it shows the mastery of a particular of, of a of a power that a character has. It's just that you could actually crack a physics textbook and 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 see that that's real. Um, and, and with, they with liberties you, taken on and they expands. explain to you how they're how they're yeah, gonna yeah, do yeah. it, right? Like, yeah. so for me that that gets me going much more than like, hey, here's magic and Shadow Baby. Yeah. No, I. But, but it's easier to digest. Like the shadow baby's yeah. like, oh, it's magic. She's right. she's the magic person, right? right. Like, right. That's how she does it. Okay. Uh, boy, expanse. Um, so you think it's better than Better Call Saul? Yeah. And I think it's better than Game of Thrones. This year, anyway. Man, you're gonna break the internet, Jim. Uh, yeah. Well. For for <laughs> for all the people I mean, except the five hundred thousand people watching the expanse. Who are nodding? Yes, yes. The expanse right. is better. All right. Well, I'm going to put it up there, but like again, we'll you we'll know revisit, we, we can yeah. we can revisit this. Um, the Punisher. I don't think. Uh, I think the Punisher is better than better. I think it's better than. Uh, huh. Is it better than Better Call Saul? Punisher is very polarizing because there's a lot of people that just the gun violence is a non like they can't. Yeah, I understand that. I totally understand it too. Um, but on the other hand, if you're you are missing a lot of in extremely interesting things that, and I, they're not groundbreaking, and they're not they're borderline preaching to the choir. But like the Punisher is pitched at people that probably need to hear the messages about like the you know the the anger and the post traumatic stress and and what we put soldiers through and the importance of good government hmm. of yeah. good government and what what bad government can do to good men and to heroes that otherwise and. You know, I don't know, because, like, I got complicated feelings, because, like, I, I took my son and my wife out to see Coco at the movies down at Newport at the Levee on Christmas Day, and there's a there's a uniformed police officer working security there with the sleeves rolled up, and he was handing out Star Wars posters to my kid, and he handed out one, and he reached out, and on his, on his gun arm, he has the entire forearm is covered with the Punisher skull. Wow. And I'm like... Wow. If you are a Delta Force operator or a Navy SEAL or an Army Ranger uh, and you want to rock a Punisher skull because you're out killing bad guys and need to be killed, I don't want my law enforcement officers looking up to Frank Castle at all. No. And and no. this show does so much with ra- grasping with that question about, like, you know, where like, – but, but I, I just – that, that – that single hand of me made me want to put the Punisher at the very bottom of the list <laughs> because if that guy, yeah. I mean, I don't know anything about that guy except for he's a cop with a Punisher tattoo on his gun arm, right? And he, he's handing out posters to kids at at at, at Newport, and I, I don't I, that that's so like I've said, I, I get it, I get it. You see, you see this shit, um, and like the the logo of the Punisher on the the Netflix things is assembled out of all these different bullets and rifles, and you're just like, blah, enough. I get it, but I also thought it it had a lot of re- really cool. It also had just like, my God, the violence, like the the like some of the just just disturbing, depraved shit that happens on the show to people that deserve it. Granted, but my God, it's 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 uh. Um, not quite as maybe spectacular as uh, the American God shit, but it's really realistic and brutal, hmm. like hardcore Eli Roth kind of shit. Like like All like right. taking a guy's face to a cheese grater 
for a couple minutes <laughs> kind of shit. Like it, it it's, it's stuff I haven't Why? seen before. It's Why it's would I don't you do know. That? I don't know, and John Barenthal is just like uh, by far and away the best, the best Punisher that's ever been on the screen. Nice. Um, so, I, but I don't know what you do with him after this. What you, what, what you do? How does he fit in to the Marvel universe? Because the way he fits mm-hmm. into the real Marvel universe, he's a borderline villain. Yeah. You know, every once in a while, Spider Man will team up with him to take down a larger threat, mm-hmm. or but but mostly he's seen as a guy that needs to be put down or locked up because he's a cra- he's he's a lunatic and you can't compromise yep. with him. So, uh, but it's like I said, it's like you know, it's uh, last year it'd probably be number eight on the list. Uh, what mm-hmm. about Legion? I like Legion a lot, but yeah, I guess I should go back and watch the finale of that. Um... Because I never did see it. Uh, so if you don't know, Legion is a is a is a is a is a precursor to X Men. Is X Men adjacent show starring uh, cousin Matthew from Downton Abbey, mm-hmm. and um, I forget what the the daughter of the the crime lord from season two of uh, of Fargo. Simone was her name. Simone, yeah, yeah, from Fargo, and it's it's made entirely by Noah Hawley, and it's got uh, Jermaine Clement and and what's her name? Playing a very um, trying uh, to think of the 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 madam of the whole thing. Oh shit! She was the head of the 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 crime family in season two. Yeah. um, Shit, I don't remember her name. But anyway, it's it's um, it's fun it's it's psychedelic it's it's got just like almost it's it's a it's like a very violent and trippy wes anderson new mutants kind of thing yeah um with some horror in it it was with a lot with a a steady dose of psychological and body horror um and like the way they play with like uh not play play is a, a, a a disrespectful way to talk about what they do with uh, mental illness and it's got Parks and Rec girl in it, whose name I can't remember. Uh, Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. Yep. Who she really impressed me. Yeah. Uh, she's she is uh, very interesting and fun, and then eventually terrifying. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's I don't want to say too much about it because um, it's visually a treat, and um, I don't know. One of the I mean, if you compare it to any of the Netflix Marvels. Would you say, I mean, was it better than Daredevil? Season one or two? <laughs> season, okay. Season one I thought was awesome. Season two, not so much. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's in the conversation. Like, if it was a yeah. net, if it was part of the Netflix's little 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 case MCU, I think it would be spoken of in the same way that, like, season one of Daredevil or The Punisher is being spoken about. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a very different feel. Yeah. And the, the mutant's powers, other than... Um, Dan uh, Stevens is that his name? Uh-huh. Other than his, like they're not like you're not. It, it, it's a little bit of like there's there's um, Mike Krahulik from Penny Arcade when he saw X Men First Class, he took a piss at him like uh, you know exciting mutants such as Trout Man, who's literally just a man who looks like a trout. He has the <laughs> ability of a man trout. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, like like there's a lot of mit- mutants that kind of have those kind of powers. Yeah, um, but. Uh, yeah, but, I, but they interact in interesting ways. I really like the memory guy. Yeah, um, he he ends up being, I guess, an accessory to some of the cooler moments in and, that show. And they also play with the whole like, what am I seeing? Is it my am I seeing something that's real or not real in a yeah. way that 
starts we we talked about how worried we were that it was going to be annoying but it never was yeah um because we also were carrying a lot of baggage holly baggage from season two of fargo into that thing um but yeah i don't i don't know i don't i, I don't think it can crack the top 10 though yeah, I feel like that. There's just too good. It's just, it's just too good of a show. It's it's too good of a it's too good of a se- seasons of television. It is. That's the thing. Our top fifteen are all going to be like really good shows. I'll put it above Punisher though. Okay. Uh, Star Trek Discovery. I don't. I haven't seen all of that. I'm going to. I haven't either. We... And it's a really good Star Trek. Yeah. But so I I want to do. I have a hard time putting it above anything. Honestly, I want to do a bald move TV on it. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely going to watch at least the first half of the season, so we can we can do a roundup on that it would um, have to be amazing amazing to, yeah. to to get over the punisher and legion and then even then like the best star trek i don't know can it get above better call Saul? uh i think there is a version of star trek that could get up there but this i don't think is it hmm. this is going to be a fun show to watch i think um i don't think it's going to be awe-inspiring it's funny because I think it might it would have made the top ten last year. It certainly could have. Yeah. I mean, it's better than Luke Cage, House of Cards. Fuck it's yeah, better it's than better House than House of Cards. Of Cards. It, it would it would not get better than Narcos, but Star Trek might have. Yeah, Star Star Trek might have been might have been the number eight thing on the the best the best drama last year. Could have been. Now so, it's going to be number fifteen, most likely. Yeah, unless it really impresses me on on the watch, but. Um, okay, so do we? That's it. That, I think that we're list done. feels pretty good for now. I mean, yeah. yeah, we need to we need to go into our corners and watch some stuff, and maybe come up with some sort of way to do a secret ballot. Although I don't, I honestly, the top five are going to be, I think, the top five, unless like I might throw the deuce up as number three, and you might put it as number four. But like I, I do feel like the the number one is 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 the number one. Yeah, and I think the number two the we agree is on the number two. Like uh-huh. we might quibble about what's three and four. Yeah, that's a good fucking top five though. Sure, that's is. a good top ten. It's a great top ten. Yeah, yeah. I, I have no, I don't, I don't feel ashamed of putting that top ten out uh, at all. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, should we kill it here and then just re- reconvene for comedy? Okay. Okay. <laughs>